Hey guys, it's Ross from Trivia Escape Pod. Our podcat Spock has been messing around with our communications array, and it led to some pretty bad sound quality for episodes 12 through 14. We thought our guests were so darn funny that we didn't want to throw out that audio. So if you keep listening, we apologize for the sound, and we have disciplined our bad kitty. We are broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. Welcome to Trivia Escape Pod. I'm Julia. And I'm Ross. It's November 5th, 2019, and we are searching for a hospitable planet. While we do so, we are broadcasting trivia questions across the galaxy. And we're going to be asking you guys trivia questions in four rounds to test your knowledge and occasionally your creative thinking. intro was two guitars by admiral bob i don't i don't love that one admiral bob needs to retire i'm not a fan of that one he does he does that i will admit uh that was not one of our recent user list uh user submitted theme songs which have been largely better than anything we found so um i'm in love with every single one of those and i can't even decide which one's my favorite uh well you know that's probably a good thing because I have it on good authority that by next week we will have some new music. Good. <laughs> Excitement. Yeah, Julia, it's been a really good week for you. It it has been a good week. I uh I, I did well on my stats assignment. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> that is entirely not what I am talking Gee, about. Gee, I wonder what you could be talking about. Oh, how about this ring on my finger? Because I'm engaged now. Woo-woo. I'm a fiancé. So, oh, listeners, what you have to understand is that Julia's got this wonderful boyfriend who... Very wonderful. Uh, fiancé now, I guess <laughs> I should say. Oh my god, fiancé. Fiance. This dude waited too long. <laughs> Ross was right to like just drive to Greensboro and smack him. <laughs> I really was. I have been uh, subliminally trying to tell him for about a year and a half, put a <laughs> ring on it. And he always was planning to. Yeah, there was no hesitation and like if we were going to do this or not. It's just, it finally happened. And now, Ross, people can finally stop thinking we're married now. <laughs> That's true. Although I think people will probably see us out together without either of our spouses, see that we're both wearing the accoutrements of marriage, and be like, oh yeah, those two are totally married. She That that girl married somebody older than her granddad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really ecstatic and excited, and it happened only two days ago, so I'm still in like a super giddy phase. I don't know if that will ever go away. Mm, yes. No, wait, no. I mean, no. No, it won't. Yay! Yeah, yeah I'm sure no other married listeners uh, would ever say that that feeling goes away. I just want to know why it is mm-hmm. that dudes take forever to do obvious things. Well, he was waiting for the right moment. Like, we didn't have any big events or anything coming up, but then our anniversary, like our dating anniversary, we celebrated this weekend. And we were going to do a little uh, campus nostalgia trip of our alma mater. And so he did it in front of my old dorm. Because he said, this is where we had our first kiss, where we first said, I love you, and I want this to be a place of memories. So how long were you in that dorm? When did I live in the dorm? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like were two, you there? Two, two years. years? Okay. For so, ju- junior and senior So years. it wasn't like, we met in April, he said I love you in April, 
And then he waited 17 years to finally propose. <laughs> no, no. I lived there for both years I attended UNC. All right. <laughs> Ross is like finding excuses not to be mad. No, I'm totally <laughs> happy, actually. I'm, I'm like, I'm super thrilled. I'm excited that uh, that he finally pulled the trigger. And I think it's kind of great that he waited for your anniversary weekend because I know that you guys always exchange cool gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, will you tell people what you had gotten him? I mean, he got you a ring, so you lose. <laughs> His was better, but... Yeah, but mine took like four months to make. It's true. Um, so every year for our anniversary, I draw a comic book of all the little memories and the dumb stuff we've done over the past year. Um, so this year marks volume three because it was our third anniversary of dating, which, oh my God, three years already. Ah! And your second and a half anniversary of waiting for him to damn propose. According to Ross. <laughs> um, but yeah, I it's been fun to kind of catalog our little moments with these comics. And I kind of think my drawing skills have been getting better as I do it, like as I make myself do this. Um, so it's been cool to see the evolution of my style in addition to our relationship. Yes, and also how much bigger his eyes get every year. Do I draw his eyes? Oh, his eyes are huge when you draw him. <laughs> it's adorable. It's adorable. I don't think I noticed that, but I'll, I believe it. I believe uh, it. One thing I'm noticing, we have got something on radar. Oh my gosh, wait, this one looks a little familiar too. It's another it escape does. pod. Let's perform docking maneuver. All right, I'm gonna. Oh, that that airlock! That that airlock is open. It was exciting. Our guest today is a tech guru. He's a comedian. He's the on ice voice of the Carolina Hurricanes, and he is our first returning guest. Oh my gosh, he can't get enough of us. We, we don't know why. <laughs> yeah, so I would love to know what the hell he is doing in our sector of space again, because the last time we saw him was light years ago. It's Wade Mentor. So I think what I did was kind of turn the wheel on the pod to the left and took a nap, and I think I've just been going in a big circle for the past couple months, and I ended up right back where I started. I mean, so it's like a space cruise. Isn't that basically what a cruise does? And if that is what happened, that means that we have gotten no closer to a hospitable planet. Or a cookout. In, like, 11 episodes. The last time we saw you, Wade, was episode two. Oh, wow. Our pod was relatively new. We've uh, Since we saw you last, we have discovered that uh, we are on an alternate timeline from the rest of Earth, which uh, our Earth died, we thought. Maybe Engineer Rachel was pranking us all along. Uh, It's like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt when they all thought the world ended. We were concerned that we had been in space for 38 years, but it might have been like six hours by the time we saw you. So, um, yeah, but we have been traveling quite a lot, and now we're right back here staring at your beautiful face. What have we missed, Wade Mentor? It's a new season for the Carolina Hurricanes. It is a new season for the Canes. They've been playing really well. They're near the top of the league. The buildings continue to be full, kind of building on the playoff success from last year. We've got some new players, some fun names to say, and it's been been a ride. Yeah, the storm surge is continuing, and we got to see them play soccer on the ice with a penalty kick from uh, an NWSL champion, Jessica McDonald, and uh, it's just, it continues to be a treat. Uh, now, if... if- Social media is to be believed, and I have some serious doubts as to whether that is true. 
you have had more fans this year than any year before. I keep seeing, you know, people are like, uh, little kids want their pictures with you now. Uh, they're like, I don't, you know, I'm not really interested in, in, in Dougie Hamilton, but I want a picture with the guy who says his name when he scores, which is frequently. It is frequent. Yeah, it's it's neat getting a, getting the mask of anonymity off of me because really, you know, if you're going to the game, no one knows what I look like. Very few people know where I sit. I'm just kind of this voice from above that happens to resonate through the arena and I can walk around the concourse, and you know, up until the last season or so, no one knows who the hell I am. They, they don't care. Uh, now I walk around the concourse to burn off my nervous energy before games, and people are like, Mentor! Mentor! What's up? I'm like, hey! How's it going? This is the spoils of being the best voice in the NHL. Uh, and I will say, this season I have also seen... Fans of other teams who come to North Carolina or watch the games on television and bemoan the fact that they do not have a voice like you in their own arena. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, you know, because for me, I'm on the inside of my own head. I'm just like, oh, I'm just talking and doing my thing. It's really not that big of a deal. But from what I can tell, people enjoy it and it's kind of becoming a thing and uh, you know, if I'm having fun, I hope everyone else in the arena is having fun, and I, I guess I'm doing okay. Oh, yeah, I would definitely say so. Uh, you said we've got some new players on the Carolina Hurricanes this season. I say we like I have anything to do with the team. I root for them. That's it. Um, but tell us, what are what is your favorite new name to say into that microphone? Uh, the new, from the new guys, it's got to be Eric Holla. Uh, because I can really put a Missy Elliott tinge to it. <laughs> so when he scores, it's like... Eric, holla! <laughs> and uh, and that's fun for me, at least, because I imagine that I'm Missy Elliott, and if anyone's imagining that they're Missy Elliott, that's just a confidence boost and a half. All right, so, Wade, I think you know our rules by now, but just as a recap, we've provided you some pen and paper, and we are going to ask you some questions. Now, our intelligence scanners will give you points for each answer you get right, but, as you know, um, our AI is an asshole and has a sense of humor. So, in addition to correct answers, it seems that in order to get some extra pity points coming your way, you have to really make us laugh. So, we will ask all the questions for a round to give the listeners some time to think about their own answers. And then we'll check in with you to see how you did. Sound good? That sounds good. And I think I saw something black, furry, and slinky going around here. What the hell was that? Uh, it is either a leftover piece of Swamp Dave that okay. came back aboard our pod with us after last week's horrifying podcast. Yeah, I found some of him in the air vents. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so if it was black and slimy and kind of looked like wilted kale, mm -hmm. that was Swamp Dave. Okay, I don't think that was it. If it was furry and kind of an asshole, that was our podcast, Spock. Oh, I've heard the legend. Yeah, he... Um, the cat, the myth, the legend. Yeah, he has been doing all kinds of random things. He, uh, in the form of a dog, cut off my arm last week. Rachel did not give me a new arm, so that is why you see me with only one arm this week. I, I can hear some, like, soldering and metalwork going down below, so maybe she's making you a bionic arm. I would love to believe that's the case, but she is probably just making more instruments of torture for us. I can dream. Let's hop right into round one, our general knowledge round. Question number one, Wade, is worth 50 points. The world's largest manufacturer of tires 
is not manufacturing tires that you could put in Toyotas, Hondas, or Fords. You'll have to think much smaller and tell me what manufacturer that is. This is something of a trick question. A little bit. It feels like a math SAT question where you don't have to like kinda. know the math. You just have to know how to read the question. That's true. And it is a question submitted by one of our listeners, Chris Kabul. Thank you for that question. Uh, this company manufactures 319 million tires a year, which is like double what Firestone might manufacture. Uh, number two. So this is a multi-part question. So it's going to go through 2A to 2D. I will give you a collective noun and you tell me which animal it describes. 2A... Uh, Here, let's give you, let's give you an example real quick. Oh, uh, I read it wrong. A, a group of crows would be a murder of crows, so that's what the collective noun means. Sure. So yeah, Julie's going to launch into four of these. I had to stop myself from reading the answer. <laughs> BRB, gonna go get my brain back. I think I'm still in honeymoon mode. Two uh, A, a crash. Two B, a smack. A smack of any animal just sounds great, doesn't it? <laughs> Uh, 2C, a pack. And 2D, a zeal. That's Z-E-A-L. Zeal. Yeah. All right. Smack is what Ross is about to do to my fiancé. That is what I'm about to do to this podcast Spock if he keeps cutting (laughs) off my limbs. You just slowly become a cyborg one episode by episode. Oh, my God. I'm... (laughs) I'm going to be so terrifyingly sad if I am more machine than man before episode 25. But will you be the same man? Dun, dun, dun. I hope not. I mean, I have enough <laughs> self-loathing that I'd, I would sort of welcome the replacement parts now that I think about it. <laughs> Question number three, Wade. Which six cabinet departments have not seen turnover at the level of the congressionally confirmed secretary position during the Trump administration. There are only six of those. So tell me which of those have seen no turnover. And and I'm, we're really only looking for the congressionally confirmed secretary position. Uh, I was just... Not watching, all of the weird, like, acting whatevers that yeah, uh, no, tend to populate the administration. No, well, if, if they've had any of the acting whatevers, that generally means there has been turnover, so... Fair point. Yeah. Um, and I was just uh, watching John Oliver. There's apparently some undersecretaries that have never been confirmed, even though Trump put them forward some years ago. That's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Truly. Uh, number four. Which American car company made electric cars as early as 1902, had models like the Land Cruiser, Lark, and Champion, and was located in South Bend, Indiana, before it ceased production in 1966? Now, I have to admit, I only knew the answer to this one because it was located in South Bend, Indiana, and I read Pete Buttigieg's uh, autobiography. And he talks basically about the beat-up old car factories in South Bend and how, under his watch, they've been transformed into new tech spaces. And Notre Dame uh, viewing party establishments. (laughs) Exactly. All I know about cars is that they go beep. I gotta admit, though, electric cars in 1902... Yeah, there was that technology a lot earlier than, than people think, and then it kind of, you know, the infrastructure wasn't there and the range wasn't there, so you moved to fossil fuels and 
Now, ideally, things will be moving back, uh, and ideally, my Tesla will not be on a fourth battery uh, in any time this year. I will say, given that there were electric cars in 1902, I now think that your Tesla is much less badass than I used to think that it was. It's, you were drooling over that I was thing. drooling over his Tesla. He drives a beautiful black car. <laughs> oh. And I opened the frunk, and it continues to just blow your mind. The frunk. <laughs> I'm going to take number five. Well, no, but I mean, it is weird when somebody's like, let me get that out of the trunk, and they open the hood of their car. That's weird. That's There's nothing normal about that. Uh, Wade, name the following winners of the NBA Coach of the Year Award. And this has three parts. It's going to have 5A, B, and C. 5A, he won in 2003 and 2012. And 2014 for coaching the Spurs. 5B, the Zen Master, who won with Jordan's 1995 to 1996 Bulls. And 2C, he won for taking a marginal Orlando Magic team to a 41-41 record, but didn't win when his Celtics won the championship. Question number six, Wade. Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are the house band for which group of performers? And for an extra 50 points, name the drummer of Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. I never want to meet anyone named Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth is cool. That sounds like a really bad premise to a horror movie. I mean... I'm kind of envisioning that, and I would love to see that horror movie. <laughs> Wasn't that really the subplot to Little Shop of Horrors? Dr. Teeth? You know, if they... Steve had, Martin. If they, had oh. just, if they had recast the plant with right. Dr. Teeth, Ooh. think how great that would have been. The singing voice would have been amazing. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Name the current host of the following TV shows. 7A is The Late Show. 7B, the current host of The Tonight Show. 7C, the current host of Late Night. And I am not talking about the Emma Thompson, Mindy Kaling movie. And 7D, my next guest needs no introduction. If you think all those questions sound the same, because all these late night shows are basically the same thing. I don't know. 7D is is sort of different. D, D is the exception. Mostly because it's not truly a late night show if it's streaming, is it? Good question. But yeah, A through C, are all, they all just blend together in my eyes. Wade, let's find out how you did in round one. Let's get your answers. Question number one. The world's largest manufacturer of tires isn't manufacturing tires that you could put on Toyotas, Hondas, or Fords. I want you to think smaller and tell me which manufacturer that is. Is the manufacturer Mattel for oh, Hot Wheels? Oh, you were so really close. close. Oh, that's a shame. The correct answer was Lego. Lego. Okay. Mattel was a good guess. I, I, there are a lot of Hot Wheels out there still. I see them in the stores. I'm impressed because you were in the right wheelhouse. I... Hey, wheelhouse. Oh, okay. So I, I see what... Hey, where's the eject button? Ross? I see what I did there. I'm believing. Which I did not mean to do. I'm going to go suffocate. I know. I was, I was like thinking like Schwinn, Huffy. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that they make a ton of those uh, little matchbox cars, the Hot Wheels, and uh, each of those has to have a tire. So Four, actually. Exactly. 
Question number two, I'll give you a collective noun. You tell me which animal it describes. For example, a group of crows is called a murder of crows. So tell me which animals these were. 2A was a crash. Of bandicoots. I wish. <laughs> the correct answer was rhinos. 2B, and this one was actually submitted by a listener, Jen Hill, a, a smack. Of what? heroin. <laughs> That is also not correct, though. The truest animal. It makes a certain sense. Uh, a smack is a group of jellyfish. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2C, and we would take any of four correct answers here. A pack. Of wolves? Yeah, yes, wolves, that was one of them. Dogs, weasels, and mules. Yeah, I think the mules thing is like a bad pun. They, they just... They, they were reaching on that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> 2D, a zeal. Of zebras? That is correct. Yeah, nice one. Points. All right. I was going to go with a smart-ass answer, and I'm like, you know what? I will actually try to answer this seriously. Uh, there's not many things that would kind of lead someone to have a Z in the name, so. What was your asshole answer going to be? A zeal of seals. <laughs> Cute. Uh, number three, which sex... Sex. Which six cabinet departments? If, if there's a sex cabinet that Donald Trump's got going, I you am know really is. concerned. You How would is. he fit in a sex cabinet? What? Uh, that's where Melania's kept. Oh God. Times. And it got too real. <laughs> Again, where's the fucking eject button on this pod? <laughs> Which six cabinet departments have not seen turnover at the level of the congressionally conformed Confirmed. Or conformed. They don't conform to much of anything <laughs> What either. is wrong with me tonight? She drinks half a beer and this is what happens. I'm on my second scotch and I'm more coherent. <laughs> uh, who has not seen turnover in the level of congressionally confirmed secretary position during the Trump administration? There, I finished it. And you just need to name the department. You do not need to name that secretary. Oh, God. Thank thankfully. Uh, <laughs> energy. Nope. No, Rick energy. Perry stepped down. So they Did he had step down? Yeah. I thought he, he was he still was, in office, but he was I hadn't so left yet. So eminently qualified, right? And yet, okay, education. That yes. is correct, Betsy DeVos, who is possibly the most evil member of that cabinet. Uh, and that's that's the bar is high. The bar is high. Uh, housing and urban development. That yes, is correct. Ben Carson's still there. Uh, still also eminently training. qualified. Uh, agriculture. Yes. Treasury. Correct. Yeah, the the Mooch Mnuchin. Mnuchin. Yeah, and or John Oliver still uh, still in office. <laughs> That's true. Indian affairs. No, nope. I'm sorry. Well, that's my six. All right. Uh, the correct answers were Treasury, Agriculture, Commerce, Housing and Urban Development, Education, and Transportation. That's Mitch McConnell's wife Elaine Chow. So she ain't going nowhere. That's true. <laughs> Uh, number four, which American car company made electric cars as early as 1902, had models like the Land Cruiser, Lark, and Champion, and was located in South Bend, Indiana, before it ceased production in 1966? I don't know a lot about car companies, but I'm going to go with Packard. Ooh, that's a really great guess. The correct answer was Studebaker. Ah. I would not have gotten that in my entire life. You know, really, life. name a company that went out of business in 1966? That is a hard thing to do. That, that is a tough one. I, I have heard of Studebakers, but uh, not since the 60s. I have never I heard that word before in my life. <laughs> Number five, name the following winners of the NBA Coach of the Year Award. 5A, he won in 2003, 2012, and 2014 for coaching the Spurs. That would be Pops, Greg Popovich. Correct. Heck yeah, it is. 
5B, the Zen Master, who won with Jordan's 95-96 Bulls. Phil Jackson. That is also correct. And 5C, he won for taking a marginal Orlando Magic team to a 41-41 record. He did not win when his Celtics won the NBA championship. Uh, Goofy. (laughs) Unfortunately, no. uh, But if you'd said Sneezy, we might have given you points. Because it was Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers, (laughs) all right. That's just a whole slew of Disney. Uh, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are the house band for which group of performers? They are the Muppets. Yes, they are indeed. And for an extra 50 points, can you name the drummer? Animal. Yeah, that is correct. I, I have a Christmas ornament from uh, your your friend and mine, uh, Ross, Chris Ayers, that I got at a Comedy Works holiday party probably a decade ago that is a very glammed up version of Animal. It goes on my Christmas tree every year. And now that he's been called out, Chris Ayers, you have been challenged to come on this podcast. Yes, of course. We also would have taken Dave Grohl as the correct answer, Mm. because there's that great scene in one of the Muppet movies where there's a knockoff house band, and Dave Grohl is essentially playing Animal. Wait, that happened? Oh my god, that is one of the best scenes in all of Muppetdom. Still doing the same style? Yeah. That's amazing. Number seven, name the current host of the following TV show. 7A was The Late Show. Seth Myers. Oh, I'm sorry. That is no. Stephen Colbert. Ah. 7B, The Tonight Show. Jay Leno. Oh, you know, he's probably going to try to take it back from the current host. That's Jimmy Fallon. Ah, Fallon. That's right. My wife actually watches that, and I try to leave the room whenever it's on. Why? Jimmy's so adorable. I don't watch much Are TV. you Are you still sore because it should be Conan? Uh, I, I was Team Coco back in the day. So. Man, Team that, Coco. That whole thing was so... Goddamn offensive. Uh, 7C, Late Night. Is that Seth Myers? That is Seth Myers. All right. Myers. Uh, process of elimination. 7D, my... Like I said, they are all the same. No. Uh, 7D, my next guest needs no introduction. James Corden. No, I'm sorry. That's uh, that's the new Netflix show for David Letterman. Ah, and his giant, giant beard. <laughs> yeah, he's let that one really go, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, he, he he looks like uh, he should be named Doc Rivers. I I grew my beard close to that long one time. It was not quite Letterman ask, but what I found is that it's really kind of horrible to sleep on a pillow with that much hair because then it just like ends up in your eye and like all over your face as you're sleeping. It's kind of awful. That does not sound great. Speaking of Letterman, did you see that article that came out about a week ago where? A woman who used to be on his writing staff and was was badly treated kind of reached out to him and they had to sit down and she's like, he's actually showing remorse and change. And it, it was a really fascinating read about kind of in the Me Too era, somebody who's actually owning up to, yeah, I made a bunch of shitty decisions. And it was somebody of, uh, you know, Letterman's stature. And here's how I'm going to be better. It, it's a fascinating read if you haven't seen it. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I need check to that check out. that out. Yeah, definitely. Well, Wade, uh, let's find out your score after one round. The AI has been tallying up the whole time. Dun, 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 dun. You have 550 points. Not as or... good as I did last time. <laughs> oh, that's all right. It's, uh, it's a little bit tougher this time around. It's also never a good idea to compare scores between episodes mm. because the amount of points per round is different because regarding, like, if we have a multi-part question, or like for an extra 50 points. Um, that's going to vary between episodes. So 
Never compare your scores against other episode scores. Also, our AI is programmed by a cat and a cranky engineer. It might just be getting tougher. And in fact, I'm looking at the theme for round two, and I feel confident that, yes, <laughs> it is getting much tougher. Wade, round two is a pirate trivia round. Are you kidding me? I'm not joking. <laughs> so, uh, how, tell me again how you feel about a score of 550, because it's I, maybe I may peak, not changing. I may peak there. That might be the peak. <laughs> we might just pack up, go home. Ah, the golden years. Question number one in our pirate trivia round. This 1990 film about a teenager broadcasting a pirate radio station starred Christian Slater and Samantha Mathis. Name that film. I cannot. I don't know this saw question. it and I'm blank. I saw this movie in high school, maybe even middle school, and was like, yeah. I want to start a pirate radio station. And now you have a now, space podcast. Now we have a space podcast. Yeah. And a space cat. And a space cat, yes. Uh, number two, what Who's is... wearing an eye patch? Look, he just came in the room. He's got on a cute little eye patch. That's where... terrifying. Where did he get it? It's bedazzled. Look. It's bedazzled with blood. Um, what is the common name for the skull and crossbones flag flown by some pirate ships? Wait, if I am remembering correctly, you are on a hockey team that has a pirate ship logo or, or mascot. I am, in fact, on two hockey teams, both of which have pirate themes. So the team that I captain and helped start several years ago is a team called Motley Crew, uh, C-R-E-W. And our, our That's logo, funny. Yeah, our logo is a pirate ship. Um, and then I joined a team as a goalie a couple years ago, and their name is the, uh, the Puccaneers. Who knew there was so much piracy in hockey? Question number three. A mixture of rum, water, lemon juice, and sugar was a popular drink for pirates. What's the common name for this drink in pirate lore? Uh, can I get this now? Because that legit sounds good. Good for the throat. I, Soothing. It, to hear the name of this thing, you would think it was the worst drink known to man. Yeah, it sounds like... So, I guess it's like... Uh, college culture difference type thing because every campus calls it something different. When you went to college, what did you call like whatever form of mixed drink was served in a large vat? Because at Elon, we called it bucket, but at UNC, it was called uh, PJ. PJ. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess bucket was the the underlier there. At William and Mary, we didn't have it. We just went to the library. <laughs> See, at UNC, the library is still a bar. <laughs> Number four. While I hide my alcoholism. Uh, what pirate doesn't love the periodic table? Give us the five elements whose, name can, whose names contain the letters A and R in that order. So the full, not the symbol, but the full name of the element. The full name of the element. Correct. I love that this is a question about the periodic table masquerading as a pirate question. Are there AIs messing with us or is it really stretching itself thin today? Number five, Wade. Captain Richard Phillips' ship was hijacked by pirates from what country in 2009? Look at me. Look at me. I am the captain. I am the captain. It is my space bud. Uh, number six. 
In Peter Pan, name the captain and boatswain of the pirate ship Jolly Roger. I love Peter Pan. Like, I had this Tinkerbell costume when I was, like, four, and I just refused to take it off. I really thought you were about to say I had this uh, Tinkerbell costume when I was 22. (laughs) That's what I got proposed in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm still wearing it now. (laughs) Question number seven, Wade. Name the video game designer who developed Railroad Tycoon, Civilization, and Pirates. I didn't know those had the same creator. Railroad Tycoon was... So much fun when I was a teenager. Like that—that that was one of the first games I got on one of my first computers uh, back in the day when uh, you know that was not very common. And I drove to Richmond because I was the closest civilization. Went into the software store, which was a thing. Was it a Babbage's? Uh, it what? It might have been a Babbage's. <laughs> now, now that you mention it, I'm trying to rem- I can't remember the name of the place, but that pilgrimage up to Richmond, like looking at the looking at the computer games, uh, Railroad Tycoon was one of the earliest ones I bought. Now, I will say that I think I may have had something to do with that question because I have talked uh, just recently on the podcast about playing Railroad Tycoon 2, which I have been doing obsessively for about seven weeks. Have you really? Oh, my God. Did I a love... new version come out or are you playing nope. like the OG? I'm playing old school Railroad Tycoon 2. That's kind of badass. Yeah. I have respect. Um, number eight, Wade. What is the name of the pirate in The Princess Bride? So, my mom loves telling the story, but she's actually really good friends with the actress who played the Princess Bride's mother. Really? Yes. What is that actress's name? Robin, right? No, no, that's a... That's that was Buttercup. Bride. That's a love yeah, host. yeah. So then her What's mom, her mother? I don't know. Oh, oh, you mean... My, I, mo- my mom is friends with I her thought mom. You were say, I thought the you character. were saying... Oh, the, no, not yeah. the character. I mean Robin Wright's Robin Wright's mom. mom. Awesome. Mama Wright. Mama Wright, that is yeah. Her name. Mama So is friends with Mama Right. Here is your chance, Wade, to pick up some more points in a very challenging pirate trivia round. Yeah, God bless you for any of these you get right. (laughs) Question number one. This 1990 film about a teenager broadcasting a pirate radio station starred Christian Slater and Samantha Mathis. What was the name of that movie? God, I can see the movie poster in my head. Is it High Fidelity? It is not High uh, Fidelity. That's a John Cusack movie with Jack Black. Uh, this one was called Pump Up the Volume. God damn it. Yeah, sorry. Although I could easily see Jack Black owning a pirate radio station. He is chaotic. Chaotic neutral. Feels highly think, likely, so. yeah. I think Jack Black's more chaotic good than neutral. You think? Chaotic okay. for sure. Sure. On the line between neutral and good. I've right. seen Nacho Libre. He is not chaotic good. I've seen The Holiday. In that, he is pure. Uh, number two, what is the common name for the Skull and Crossbones flag flown by some pirate ships? The Jolly Roger. That is correct. 50 points. Number three, a mixture of rum, water, lemon juice, and sugar was a popular drink for pirates. It's not called Bucket. What is the common name for this drink in pirate lore? I believe this drink may also have a name that is an homage to the Commissioner of Gouge Wrestling. Is it, it is, Grog? It is Grog, yeah. Nice one. Good old Count Grog. Count Grog's still kicking. <laughs> uh, I will say, Count Grog has one of the greatest gimmicks in all of wrestling. He, he is a, he's a character, that's for sure. Number four, what pirate doesn't love the periodic table? We wanted you to give us the five elements whose names contain the letters A and R in that order. You'll get extra points if you say each of these elements 
with a pirate oh, accent. Really? Okay, because that'll make up... I got three down and uh, ran out of time and or brain cells. So the three I've got are Argon. Correct. Nice one. Barium. Yes. Carbon. That is correct. And I didn't get the other two. The other two are Arsenic and Samarium. Number five. Captain Richard Phillips' ship was hijacked by pirates from what country in 2009? So that's Somalia. Were they Somalian pirates? Correct. Somalian pirates. I think it's just Somali. Somali pirates. Do you say Somali? Somali-esque. The AI is saying Somalia. So if the AI is wrong... Please. No, no, I mean the the adjectival form. I believe believe it is Somali. I'm being a grammar dork right now. Number six, (laughs) and Peter Pan named the captain and boat, boatswain? Boatswain. Boatswain. See? Oh, I thought it was Boatswain. It depends on what side of the Atlantic you're on. On the U.S. side, because I have to read, uh, like, military recognitions at the Canes, and we've gotten some of these people before. And I've gotten it clarified that on the U.S. side, it's Boatswain, and on the British side, it's Boatswain. I like okay. Boson better. And Peter Pan named the captain and boson of the pirate ship Jolly Roger. Captain Hook and Smee. Nice. Excellent. 100 points right there. Number seven, named the video game designer who developed Railroad Tycoon, Civilization, and Pirates. The incomparable Sid Meier. That is correct. Excellent. That dude knew how to make a game. Oh, my God. That, to, to have that skill. Uh, he, he created so many classics. I have such respect for game developers. I love watching the process of it. Uh, number eight, what is the name of the pirate in The Princess Bride? It's the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yes, it is not Robin Wright. And what was the name of his mother? Uh, June. That is correct. June Pirate Roberts. June Pirate Roberts. <laughs> it, worked, it worked for Johnny Cash's wife. <laughs> what is the AI telling us that Wade's score is after two rounds? Wade, you hit the minimum of us being able to progress forward in space. Of a thousand, so you have one thousand and fifty points. All right, redeemed myself with some pirate stuff, which I was not confident. <laughs> Who would have in. ever guessed that pirate trivia would be your wheelhouse? That is uh, unlikely. So uh, that I think uh, my just hours spent dorking around on Wikipedia. I guess fair enough. Well, let's uh, let's go take a victory lap. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will have more trivia escape pod. back with more Trivia Escape Pod. If you guys have not subscribed, please do. Uh, And you can help us out by also telling a friend to find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or even just listen to us at TriviaEscapePod.com. Every time you refer a friend to our podcast, you're helping us to ensure we can continue to bring you guys some great episodes, some great trivia, some more rants about how excited I am to be engaged. Oh my god, I'm engaged! <laughs> you ah! are so engaged. Ah, I'm in, engaged as shit! In fairness, I think I've been telling people you guys were pre-engaged for like two and a half years. Wade, round three is a movie round. Good god, you didn't get rid of that since the last time I was here? No, unfortunately, I think the AI has doubled down because the way that this is going to work is it's an add-a-letter movie round. We are going to give you the plot of a movie, and you have to tell us the title of the movie. However, However. it's going to sound suspiciously like an existing movie, a popular movie you've probably heard of. 
where the AI has added a single letter to that title and then written a brand new script based on its new title. I'll give you an example. Uh, This is a Pixar movie in which a man's house is lifted by balloons and then he greets everybody really casually. What would the name of that movie be? Up? That is correct, yeah. So it's up with a single letter added. So everything has got a letter added. Correct. All right. Number one. A wealthy man with quadriplegia and an unemployed man with a criminal record who's hired to help him drink but refuses to do so from a glass or mug. That one just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. So the... The unemployed man with the criminal record is hired to help him drink, or the unemployed man is hired to help him, and they both drink, but they refuse to drink from a glass or a mug. Okay. I think I... Nah, let's move on. Number two. <laughs> a family's serene beach vacation turns to chaos. When computer accessories appear and begin to terrorize them. That's basically just me right now in my stats class with coding. (laughs) Uh, Number three. A Navy SEAL with tremendous accuracy can't leave the war behind when he returns home and finds a pair of scissors. This one basically is just propaganda for the for big scissors big scissors (laughs) big scissors number four a hapless young viking who aspires to hunt mythical flying creatures places excessive demands on the creatures when he befriends one excessive demands yeah me when i become a bridezilla (laughs) No, if I become a bridezilla, you have permission to, like a jellyfish, smack me. Yeah, well, we will. (laughs) Number five. A musician helps a young singer find fame as an element with an atomic number of five sends his own career into a downward spiral. A lot of of periodic table (laughs) stuff for you tonight. Wait, is the AI studying bio or something? I I guess. Or it assumes that, that Wade's... We just rocked his William and Mary Kim classes. Number... That would be an incorrect assumption. <laughs> Don't cease to, cease to get degrees, man. Cease to get degrees. Not in grad school, they don't. My class is a pass-fail, and a fail is an 80. Ooh. Yikes. Number six. A native New Yorker flies to Singapore to meet her fiancé's family, all of whom have descended from Hitler. What the... <laughs> Are you kidding me? (laughs) That's the plot that our AI has written. Number seven. A rebellious bunny tries to sneak into a farmer's vegetable garden to participate in the French fur trade. (laughs) In the French fur trade. That That doesn't seem too specific at any time in history. That sounds like a really fancy way to describe the red light district. Number eight, Wade. Three girls are kidnapped by a man with a diagnosed 23 distinct personalities and they have to set his broken bone. 
I wonder how many of those personalities kidnapped those three girls. Was mm-hmm. it just one? Twenty-two one, and a half. Twenty-two and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Facts. Uh, number nine. A devoted lifeguard butts heads with a brash new recruit, but they must team up to uncover a plot to destroy a large e-commerce site that began by selling Pez dispensers. And number 10. A plus-sized inflatable robot helps a prodigy form a crime-fighting team with a coastal bird. So those are all of the movie plots that our AI has written. I think our AI is feeling very confident about its chances the next time it goes to Hollywood to pitch its spec scripts. If it leaves us, what are we going to do, Ross? We'll have nothing to power the ship anymore, except our own feet, because there's, like, pedals, but, like, that's effort. Yeah, space pedaling really doesn't do a whole there's lot There's no either. traction. I... It's worthless cardio. I would love to know how our AI is going to leave the ship. I guess since it transferred itself onto Swamp Dave and Shirley's pod, I, I guess if it docks with a, another pod, it could just hop aboard with them Maybe and catch a ride. it's waiting until it passes like a U.S. space station and then infect that. Okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think I'm giving it too much credit. I think so. Question number one, Wade, in our movie plot round. A wealthy man with quadriplegia and an unemployed man with a criminal record who's hired to help him drink but refuse to do so from a glass or mug. Leaving Las Vegans. <laughs> no, but I'm impressed with how well that works. That does work, round. doesn't it? I would watch that movie. Leaving Las Vegans. <laughs> the correct answer there was the cup side. Ah, yes. Sorry. Number two. A family's serene beach vacation turns to chaos when computer accessories appear and begin to terrorize them. USB? Yeah, nicely done. Number three, a Navy SEAL with tremendous accuracy can't leave the war behind when he returns home and finds a pair of scissors. Ah, I I might have a part of this. Let's see. American Snipper. American Snipper is the correct <laughs> answer. <laughs> that, was, that was a complete audible. I had no answer written down for that. Uh, it was just like... And, uh, it's that weird, like, Chris Kyle movie that I, that I didn't watch. And uh, thank, you, thank you, whatever dark recess of my brain just happened to come <laughs> through there. I think uh, you have been... Uh, you've fallen under the sway of big scissors. I, I may have. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. A hapless young Viking who aspires to hunt mythical flying creatures places excessive demand on the creatures when he befriends one. How to strain your dragon? That's correct. (sighs) Number five. A musician helps a young singer find fame as an element with an atomic number of five sends his own career into a downward spiral. A star is boron? Yeah, nice one. That's correct. Number six, a native New Yorker flies to Singapore to meet her fiancé's family, all of whom have descended from Hitler. (laughs) I'm not really sure that's possible, but uh, let's go with Crazy Reich Asians. And you got it. Uh, (laughs) That's terrible. 
It's terrible. You need to take that AI back and show him what for. Give him a good jellyfish smack. Uh, number seven. A rebellious bunny tries to sneak into a farmer's vegetable garden to participate in the French fur trade. Pierre Rabbit? <laughs> he got the movie, uh, but we're looking for Pelter Rabbit. Pelter, okay. Pelter Rabbit. Number eight. Three girls are kidnapped by a man with 23 distinct personalities, and they have to set his broken bone. I have no clue. Splint. Yeah, actually, that that's it. Is that, is, that the, is that the actual That's one? it. Yeah. Wow. Working off of Split. Yeah. I didn't, nice. I've never heard of the movie Split. Oh. None whatsoever. Very no nice clue. It's just, I don't know, some off of my head, cured of cancer. Yeah, it's fine. you know. Just, the movie was in the Shyamalan-verse. Ah. Shyamalan-verse? Yes. Twist, tw- twist ending. Shyamalan-verse. Uh, number nine, a devoted lifeguard butts heads with a brash new recruit, but they must team up to uncover a plot to destroy a large e-commerce site that began by selling Pez dispensers. eBay watch? Yes. And number ten, a plus-sized inflatable robot helps a prodigy form a crime-fighting team with a coastal bird. Big Heron 5? We're going to give you that one. Okay. Big Hair and Six. Six. Yeah, I got the yeah. number wrong. Yeah, no, we're going to give you that one. The AI said, it, clearly you knew the movie, just not your <laughs> one through ten. Not a problem. <laughs> and the AI has been keeping your score. Julia, you've got the readout. How's he doing? After round three, your score is 1450. Wow. All right. Doing great, dude. Yeah. The movie round that didn't just break my brain, so I appreciate that. <laughs> well, we've only got one question left in terms of trivia questions. And it's a top ten question, so Wade, you'll get to formulate ten answers to this single question. You'll get 100 points for each one that you get correct. According to camping supplier Eureka, what are the ten camping essentials you must have for a weekend or more in the woods? After having gone camping the fir- for the first time, like, two months ago now, I can say it's it's a time, man. Camping is a time. And it's rough stuff, yeah. Of course, you went camping in the worst way possible. Yeah, I didn't, like, have any ease of, like, from point A to B to C. I just went straight to Z in that I was, like, pissing in the woods. Well, and if I remember correctly, you uh, were told by some friends that there wouldn't be much at the campsite, but there would be a shovel for burying certain items that nobody wants above ground. And when you arrived, you found out you have to bring your own shovel. Yes, because when we got there, I I had assumed that the people who planned this trip were bringing a shovel-type thing, and that when we got there, they're like, oh, where's the shovel? I'm like, wait, the shovel wasn't yours last time? They're like, no, it was just here. It was just here as part of the campsite. It's like, so you were just trusting someone else's shit shovel. That's a lot of trust. That is, uh, you just described marriage, though. You're trusting someone else's shit shovel. <laughs> and you just signed on for that. Can confirm. <laughs> hey, uh, Ryan, if you're listening, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wade, we've given you a couple minutes to think. Uh, it was a very fast couple of minutes. It was a very fast couple of minutes, and... Oddly enough, Shit Shovel is not on this list. 
In that form. <laughs> in that form. According to camping supplier Eureka, they don't sell shit shovels. That's probably He's actually probably. scratching out the word shovel. <laughs> According to camping supplier Eureka, what are the ten camping essentials you must have for a weekend or more in the woods? You get to answer ten different items, 100 points for each one you get correct. Go All for right. it. I'll go with a tent. That is correct. A cooler. Surprisingly, no. Interesting. Yeah, they that did not surprising. put beer on here, which I really thought was... That's a gross oversight. I don't trust this list anymore. Yeah. Honestly. Sleeping bag. That is on the list as well. You got two out of three. Insect repellent or off or bug spray. Again, it should be there, but it ain't. Mm. Toilet paper. Yes. Uh, rope. For what? Uh, I don't know. Hanging yourself after you're done camping? Oh I don't know. Yeah, hanging Nothing yourself when you find out that no one brought a shit <laughs> Well, plan B. Um, a knife. That mm. is correct, yeah. A pocket knife same, is on there. Same list. reason. Yeah. Uh, I, some form of fire starter matches or... Matches yes. or fire starter, yeah, that's mm. on their list. A uh, flashlight or lantern. That is also on their list. They also would have taken headlamp. Ah, because we're apparently mining now. Yes. <laughs> and then the last and most important thing, a hotel so you can get the fuck out of the woods. <laughs> oh, if I had that. You did get sleeping bag, tent, matches or fire starter, pocket knife, uh, flashlight or lantern. Or headlamp. And toilet paper. They also had canteen or water filter. I guess that takes the place of the cooler. I think so. This is for uh, prudes who drink water on their camping trips instead of beer, like real campers. Rude. Uh, first aid kit. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's legit. Compass, map, or navigation tool. And rain jacket. Hmm. Isn't that called a tent? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. If your tent is so shitty, you're going to need a jacket as well. So, let's find out your final score for the day. Listeners may remember that a mere thousand points launches us into a new part of the galaxy, so we're already going to put some light years on the pod. Julia, how do you do? Um, well, if a thousand gets us a good way going, we're going to be cruising, because, Wade, you got 2,050 points. Woo! Broke 2,000, second show. I'm feeling feeling pretty happy. As always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer, which has been infected by a cat and a cranky engineer. It has toxoplasmosis now? (laughs) And some parts of Swamp Dave, I think, are still stuck in it. Very possibly. Uh, If you think that AI made a mistake, shoot us an email at triviaescapepod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at triviaescapepod. We also now have an Instagram at triviaescapepod, so you can see... Pictures of us looking sassy or Spock wearing a little birthday hat. It's adorable. Uh, So give us a shout anytime. You can also ask one question. This is our final round for the day. This is where you can ask a non-trivia question of our guests. It can be an advice question. It can be a personal question, but they have to answer it, as do we, your hosts. And we'll offer only one question each week. Wade, our listener-submitted question this week is, what is the favorite Halloween costume that you've done? Favorite Halloween costume that I have done? I'm a huge fan of the tried-and-true, get-myself-into-big-clothes, stuff-it-full-of-padding, and sit motionless in a chair on the front porch until someone comes by to grab the candy 
at which point you jump up and scare the hell out of them. So that kind of, I am a inanimate object, haha, no, actually I'm a person, is my favorite costume, because I have sent many a kid running across the street, off the porch, not touching the steps, by just laying there in my in my big overstuffed kind of scarecrow outfit. They come like, is that dude real? Is that dude real? No, he's not real. Let's grab the candy. And then they go, ah! And uh, then I have to get the mop to, to clean up the porch. That's my favorite Halloween costume uh, that I've done. Clean up the porch from, like... The pee. Uh, I see. As a, I was like, do you sweep off the children? You could just get a shovel for that. I way. could get, get a the shovel. shovel. Uh, Ross, what is your favorite Halloween costume you've ever done? In, oh gosh, probably 1996, I went to Franklin Street in Chapel Hill. And for those of you who are not in the North Carolina area, Chapel Hill is a college town. And every year on Thanksgiving, on Halloween, every year on Thanksgiving, no, every year on Halloween, there are thousands of people in costume. People come from miles around. And it occurred to me the previous year that people were uh, pretty sloppy drunk and messy during this time. So I thought I would be useful. No, college students I'm drinking? Surprise, surprise. I thought I would be very useful. And so I managed to mount a paper towel dispenser to my chest. Uh-huh. Uh, and I went as a paper towel dispenser. And people were very happy to be able to get a paper towel <laughs> when they needed one. Okay, is that lawful good? Uh, yes, he's a very brawny guy. That's lawful good. Hey yo. Hey yo. Julia, your favorite Halloween costume that you've done? I'm going to do one in childhood and one in like my adulthood. Childhood, so like my mom's an artist by profession, and before she was an artist, she owned her own kids' clothing store where she made all the clothes. So I would get the most lit Halloween costumes as a child. My favorite one that she ever made me was I was the Mona Lisa. So she took an old brown t-shirt I had and she constructed like puffy sleeves and a large skirt attached to it out of curtain fabric and I carried around one of her picture frames with me and I was the Mona Lisa. That's clever. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, it was resourceful and it was one of my favorite costumes. The, the frame was heavy. It wasn't like a lightweight frame. It was like a legit like portrait frame. That was my one small complaint as like nine-year-old Julia. Well, you wouldn't put the Mona Lisa in some like janky plastic Oh, no. It worked great for the costume, but I was not a strong child. (laughs) Um, And then then in adulthood, so going off of Big Hero 6, um, I am very reminiscent of the character Honey Lemon, to the point where, like, I was watching me with my friends for the first time. They paused the screen and looked at me and looked at her and looked at me and like, what the fuck? That's just Julia. So I was Honey Lemon for Halloween and I wore that same costume to Comic-Con and I had a lot of people stop me and be like, oh my god, Honey Lemon! That's awesome. The yeah. older I get, the more reminiscent of Baymax I become. That's true. <laughs> my, my oldest daughter, Haley, she's also a, a cosplayer. She creates her own costumes and her own uh, props. And speaking of the movie round, she went as Astrid from How to Train Your Dragon. Ooh, that's a good costume. To uh, uh, GalaxyCon this year and made a similar mistake as your mom did in that she built this gorgeous-looking battle axe. It was as tall as she was. It's like a five-foot-tall battle axe out of PVC pipe and paper mache and I was like, that thing is gorgeous. You are going to get so sick of carrying that around for <laughs> hours. And, It'd be fine. And then after like the first hour, she's like, I don't want to carry this thing around anymore. So commitment <laughs> to the art. Though. Yeah. Commitment to the art. 
Uh, but yeah, heavy props are are something that will get old after a while. Yeah, but you know you can't just put down an axe at one of those cons because it's gonna get picked up. Oh yeah, sooner yeah. or later. Yeah, one of my good friends actually like runs some of the cosplay panels because she's like a near professional cosplayer. If anybody want to go follow a Starbuck cosplay on Instagram, it'll be worth your while because her pictures are fantastic. All Battlestar Galactica cosplays. And I think we're going to have a cosplayer on the podcast in <gasps> the next few weeks. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, not that we ever are able to plan to run into people here in deep space, but uh, space is large. Keep, keep an ear out for that. Yeah, so, um, Wade, we might need to get to, we might need to get you back to your pod. I can speak English, I swear. Um, so this is our chance to talk about what you have coming up. I have a game I'm playing in goal tonight, so as a uh, 44-year-old beer league goalie, I will be in tremendous amount of pain tomorrow, so that's good for me. I am back on the mic for the Hurricanes coming up here, I believe, on Saturday is the next game. I'm on the mic for NC State Club Hockey coming up uh, for their next home game that doesn't conflict with the Canes. I don't have my calendar in front of me because I'm not cheating with my phone. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Commit, commitment to the rules in the spirit of the game. And, uh, yeah, I'm uh, just always out and about. So um, if you come out to a Canes game and you see me walking around on the concourse and you want to say hi, do so. If you have a child, make sure your child gets a picture with Wade. If That's you want to take a picture a hot with me. thing this season. If you want to get a picture with me, uh, I, I will oblige. I uh, don't sign many autographs because no one asked me for them, but if you ever... Do see me and you want an autograph, I do carry a Charby around in my pocket just in case. I have got your checkbook, and I would really appreciate your autograph if you would just sign yeah. on this line. Please. Cool. I... Wait a minute. Julia, what have you got coming up? Um, I'm engaged. That's what I have coming up. Uh, I'm just going to be happy in La La Land for a good while. Yeah, enjoy that, because in about three weeks you will be very sick of a single question. Have you set a date yet? Have you set a date yet? <laughs> uh, no. Go ahead and front-loading the annoyance. I'm, I'm currently in uh, grad school purgatory, so any life updates will have to be put on pause until I figure out when the hell I'm graduating from this PhD program. That would do it. Yep. Um, so the answer right now is just purgatory. Fair enough. And uh, other than being in Honeymoon La La Land phase, I am still running my tarot card business of Tall Sunflower Tarot, where if you guys want any answers from the cosmos uh, or from me reading my cards, uh, just go ahead and contact me on that Instagram account of Tall Sunflower Tarot. You can also pick up some of Julia's jewelry because she makes beautiful jewelry and she will ship it to you for a very modest cost. Yes, uh, I make genuine gemstone jewelry, and I have to admit they're pretty well priced for the quality that I make them. They're ridiculously cheap for the quality <laughs> that you make. Maybe. Did you make your own engagement ring? Uh, no, no. Do you think I can afford to make with a diamond? Uh, I don't know. You, you, you look like you've got some uh, <laughs> some stacks with that grad school money. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I get paid boatloads in grad school. Yeah, those um, $2,200 refund checks go a long way. Yeah. Stacks on stacks. No, but, Ryan, I love my ring. Thank you so much for it. I can't stop staring at it. I love you. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, if you want to catch me, I'll be at the North Carolina Writers Network Conference this week, uh, repping for Bull City Press. So if you're in the Asheville, North Carolina area, come on out. And then... 
You can catch me at Third Man Records in Nashville, Tennessee on Sunday, November 16th. I think it's the 16th. Uh, doing a reading at 5 o'clock with several other poets. So come on out if you are in that area. Wade Minter, damn, it's good to see you. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me. I had a ton of fun last time and... Uh... Get, being able to be a return guest was a great way to spend an evening here. I gotta admit, last time you were here, you were regaling us uh, with hilarious wrong answers. This time, you did a lot less of that because you got so many of them right. Uh, it was a disappointment. I, I won't lie. You know, uh, I will go to the box and feel shame. Okay. <laughs> That's the right way. Uh, hopefully, you'll see the Hanson brothers in there. Putting on the foil, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to get you back into the airlock and onto your own pod. And Julia, it looks like we've used about all of the oxygen we have for this week, so maybe we should head back into stasis. All right, time to go to, into stasis with my new engagement ring. I'm so happy. We'll see if we're still hearing about that next week. Yeah, see if you don't want to shoot me out the eject pod. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you.